Now, it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. Peter Mullen, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> Good afternoon, Jane. Uh, just a just an interesting topic, I think. Um, you know, you often see the words natural flavours on a label and you might be thinking that you're making a healthier food choice. But, you know, is there really a difference between natural and artificial food flavouring? So... The answer is actually yes and no, and um, I thought we'll just discuss that today. I'm sure whenever we go shopping, we look to see what kind of flavours we have, don't we? Should we, in fact, when we're buying things? Well, look, I, I think so. I think um, we get a bit blasé about even the whole concept of artificial flavours, but also colours, colours and preservatives as well. Yes. So um, I think it's a, a good just a bit of a refresher to think we were talking about it in the ad but you know you can buy little books that tell you or describe what all the colors are and what they mean and potential side effects but my wife always says you know ideally if it's got a number in it you probably should just not be eating it uh, well that's a lot easier because sometimes it's in very small print so it's a lot <laughs> easier to see if it's a number instead of a letter well actually the, and the, the some of the food companies are getting a bit cleverer all the time using fancier names for things without actually having to include the number so You've really got to be on your wits. So if it's in a packet, a good tip is, you know, try and steer clear. Okay. So if it's in a packet, it's going to probably have some preservatives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And various other things along the way. Yeah. So red colouring, for example, is that artificial? Red uh, colouring for, say, drinks or... Yeah, pretty much I think it is, snakes yeah. Snakes or... Well, look, one of, the, one of the reasons they use, and we'll, we'll talk, like, we can talk about artificial, like, flavours as well, but one of the reasons they often will use um, artificial colours or flavours is that they're cheaper than if you had to get, squash up enough red things to extract the red to then put into your cordial. Mm. And, yes. you know, in some, some people say... You know, well, it's cheaper and, and less stressful on the environment than having to grow fields of red things. But still comes back to that thing. If if we have to add a colour to a food and we have to add a flavour to the food, it makes you beg the question, you know, is it really a food? Like, what would it taste like if you didn't have to actually artificially make it red and... Make it look like something people want. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, so um, artificial flavours, how are they made? Well, artificial flavours um, come from anything that is inedible. So basically an artificial flavour comes from um, like something from the petroleum industry or something that's processed to make a, a flavouring from. Um, and this is why, you know, um, you know flavouring in foods like, you know, banana flavouring that's been an artificial banana flavour um, won't have any banana in it, and we'll get to the natural ones because there's probably not much in the natural banana flavour either. Um, we'll have nothing like banana in it, but it's chemically being put together to taste like banana. Mm -hmm. um, so the artificial flavours are made by a professionally trained scientist called flavorists, and um, basically they work to mimic natural flavours by blending chemicals at the right proportions. Um, and each company has their own patent flavour, which is, you know, why bottled orange juices from different companies can taste different. Yes. And you think, well, why would orange juice have to have artificial flavours? So it depends on how much orange juice is actually in the orange juice. Mm. 
Yeah, that is interesting. It's a bit like making scent, I suppose, or per- perfume. Exactly. It is exactly like making scent for yeah. perfume. Yeah. And we know how, much, how many chemicals are involved in that sort of process. Yes. Yeah, so the scientists have got their hands on the um, artificial flavouring industry. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, sounds a bit like Frankenstein sort of stuff, doesn't it? That they're in their labs mixing these different flavours together so that we can make, you know, I don't know, banana lollies that taste like bananas that... You know, I'm sure aren't going to be that healthy for us. <laughs> so uh, are they actually not healthy for us, these things made with chemicals? Uh, look, the the theory is that, you know, if they're chemically put together and they know what the chemicals are, then, you know, in small amounts, you know, hopefully they're not going to cause problems. But some people definitely do react to artificial flavours. Well, just look, it's, it, it is interesting. Like, at the um, basis, like, um, artificial flavours, uh, you know, chemically derived... Natural flavors are chemically derived, and even when we think about it, like say something like um, cloves, the characteristic smell of cloves, that comes from a chemical too called eugenol. So, as much as we, just an interesting thing, as much as we say chemicals are bad and natural is better, when we look at natural food, it's actually still full of chemicals. But there's something perhaps clever about the way those chemicals are being put together, or maybe there's the life force of the food or whatever. So. You know, for the purists out there, it's all chemicals, but, you know, we still like to or beg to differ that when it comes from a totally natural state, it's going to be in the right proportion. Or So anyway, so just wanted to clear that up, that right, all chemicals are chemicals. Yes. <laughs> um, but food, food sources are going to be the best source. Right. Now, natural flavours. Now, yes. natural flavours, that sounds nice, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, sounds, <laughs> sounds like they're coming from natural sources. Yes. And basically natural fla- flavours are created from anything that can be eaten, like animal or vegetable, even if those um, edible things are processed in the lab to create flavourings. Mm-hmm. So in the, um, according to the American Food and FDA, Food and Drug Administration, natural flavours are the essential oil essence, um, protein hydrolysate, distillate, or any product of roasting, heating, um, enzymolysis, which contains the flavouring constituents derived from a spice, fruit or fruit juice, vegetable, vegetable juice, edible edible yeast, herb, bark, bud, root, root, leaf or similar plant material, meat, seafood, poultry, egg, dairy or fermentation product, whose significant function in food is flavouring rather than nutritional. So basically what they're saying there is that these natural flavours can be derived from anything as long as its original source was some form of what they're calling a natural source. So if they're saying that something has more nutritional value than flavouring value, that means they're not calling it a flavouring, they're calling it a food. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what that, what that enormous sentence means is that natural flavours can be made up still of up to 2,000 different chemical substances, which may include plant or animal tissue. Now, this is, a, this is an example. This is just a bizarre example. Okay. Not meaning to want to put anyone off their lunch or afternoon tea, morning tea. Um, but there's a, a flavouring called castoreum, and it's a secretion made from the anal glands of mature beavers, um, which I'd be worried if I was a beaver, <laughs> and is used as a natural flavour in vanilla-flavoured ice cream and raspberry-flavoured lollies and syrups. So it is a rarer flavour, for sure, one of the earlier ones perhaps, but, you know, the fact that where it came from, just because it came from a peeva doesn't necessarily mean it's... <laughs> it's going to be a good natural... <laughs> it's, 
but it might. There might be better choices. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, that doesn't mean that all vanilla flavoured ice cream <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pleased to hear that. <laughs> no, so, it's a very rare, and it's probably not used that often these days. But it is. Um, it was one of the original ones, and again, because it came from a natural source, that was okay to call that a natural, natural flavouring. Is it still okay to call it natural flavouring? <laughs> Because it comes from an animal, yes. Because it comes from an animal. Yeah, it doesn't right? say where. Yeah. There was a, a lady a couple of years one back won a, a Nobel, no, Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize. <laughs> that one. Um, and she extracted a vanilla because they, were, they found that they could um, ex- get vanillin from a, an orchid in Mexico. Um, but it was quite expensive to, to grow and crop and produce and extract. And she found she could make a vanillin extract from um, cow poo. Oh. So, and obviously there was a lot more cow poo available than um, these orchids and a lot less effort involved. Mm. Um, but again, because it's come from a natural source, source yeah. yes. a cow, yes. then it's allowed to be classed as a natural. And again, not saying that it's chemically bad or whatever, like, um, but again, it's not, it's not as, you know, it's not come fresh from the... Garden. It, obviously, it's also been uh, processed in some way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Between the beaver and, and, the, uh, <laughs> and the ice cream, or the or the cow poo and the um, yes. vanillin. Yes, I thought vanilla came from a bark from a plant. I'm sure I've seen vanilla bark. <laughs> and you may have seen cinnamon bark. Ah, oh, maybe I'm thinking of that. Okay, <laughs> of vanilla beans. Yes, vanilla beans. Yeah. Mm. I've seen recipes that call for those. I don't a know vanilla bean from a vanilla bean tree, no doubt. Oh well, we'll have to check that out. But obviously, what their thought is that it's heaps cheaper to yes. um, extract it from yes another source chemically. And again, you'd have to imagine building, getting, making something in a lab from chemical ingredients is going to be easier than growing vanilla trees and harvest if there is such a thing. We'll have to. I wonder if any of the listeners know: is there actually a vanilla? There's. I've heard of a vanilla pod. Yeah, vanilla pod. Surely there's we'll one. That. <laughs> Let's check Maybe that. someone could Google that for us. Yes, fair <laughs> enough. Question of vanilla came up to a new RFM. Hello. It's Graham here. Yes, Graham. You know Just the, talking the about vanilla beans. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. got a vanilla plant in your backyard? No, but I know where there are lots and lots of them. Yeah, where? In Madagascar. Oh, good. various parts of Africa. Pretty much everywhere the French ever colonised. Ah, yes. They um, had vanilla. Yep. And when you buy ice cream in France, it has little black chips in it. Wow. Well, thanks for that, Graham. And, um, well, there you go. There you go. That's where the original vanilla comes from. Well, that's good. So we've we've solved a mystery. Yes. It was only a mystery to you and I, mind you, but anyway. (laughs) It's Graham new. That's the best sort of mystery. Excellent. So we've um, we've looked at these flavours. Um, what's the difference then between natural and artificial flavours? Well, I guess that's the and the the other side of the story we've not touched on today is that the the artificial flavours particularly have been linked to a whole host of health conditions. So, you know, that's the other reason we want to try and get our food as close to nature as possible. And that's the question, I guess. Then is so uh, uh, natural flavours we've said come from natural sources, but may be very much. Um, well processed or chemically treated in to get them to the point of going in the food. Um, artificial flavours, um, again, made by flavourists to chemically mimic um, certain flavours in food. So is there really that much of a difference? In short, no. 
The chemical compositions of natural and artificial flavourings are very similar, mm-hmm. and both pretty much are still made in a laboratory. So whether it says natural, whether it says artificial, particularly if you've got kids that are reactive to these sorts of chemicals, it won't may not make that much difference whether it says it's natural or artificial. Um, natural flavours are actually more expensive to produce than the artificial flavours. However, um, natural flavours are in fact no better in quality, nor are they safer than their cost-effective artificial counterparts. And that's according to um, a fellow called Gary, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's a professor in the Department of Food Science and Nutrition at the University of Minnesota. So, you know, basically, as we were saying before, if if a food that we're buying at the supermarket has to have something to make it taste like something, um, if it has to have, you know, artificial things to make it last for three months, if it, you know, there's more chemical numbers listed on the packet than there is actually food ingredients, then I think that's where we're going down a, a tricky pathway. A tricky pathway. But um, the fact that food by itself has flavours, if you buy the, the original piece of fruit or suck on an original vanilla bean, you're going to get that flavour there, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess that's where these all these um, the food industry sort of gone is to make, um, you know, to make... Food, food look-alikes or food tastes alike, but they, where they can put a lot more sugar into it or put a lot more taste into it and get people maybe hooked on that higher satisfaction or dopamine response from the rather than eating the natural product. So, Resist. Resist. <laughs> Stick to as close to natural. So, you know, just something to think about next time, you know, go to the, so- the shopping centre or the supermarket, make sure you look closely at the label and remember that natural flavouring could be misleading. Um, and as we were saying, thankfully, there's an easy way to avoid both natural and synthetic flavours, and that's by eating less processed foods and more fresh, more close fresh. to as nature as possible. Close to nature. Sounds good. Now, um, next week you'll be along on Tuesday again, around about the same time. Yep, yep. Next week we'll be talking about um, anxiety again. Okay. Such a big topic at the moment. Yes, it is. Okay. Thank you very much, Peter Mullen. My pleasure, Jane.